Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Haas of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy Saturday, my friend. Yes, here we go. Every Tuesday, <laughs> I was just going to say Tuesday, go. every Saturday from yeah. 2 o'clock to 3 <laughs> o'clock, Sundays from 3 to 4. We're here talking about real estate, talking about finance. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you trying to do like smooth listening? Uh, or <laughs> Who, me? Yeah, I'm trying to keep up with our was, announcer guy, um, Batman. I, sure, I'm just imagining what it's like for Ellie at your house when you try and be all like cool, like, hey, baby. <laughs> oh, she just laughs at me. Well, yeah. you know, and, and today's your birthday. <sighs> You're like, don't remind me. Don't remind me, please. Why? Why? Because it's, it's a privilege. It's I know, and I'm very it's a thankful I made another trip around the sun. Yeah. That's for sure. Yep. That's right. A lot of people this last year didn't make it. <laughs> Solid point. So, <laughs> so That's true. I mean, we're going to be talking about other things that didn't make it, that like died this last you know, oh. couple of months, but we're not going to be about people, no, stuff, certainly and houses, not. and things, and, right. you know... <laughs> Things, things that uh, you know were a little bit painful, but there's stuff, yeah, right, you know. But yeah. you're still here. It's my cake day. That's right. It is your cake day, <laughs> and that also means not far down the road is then going to be your first anniversary coming up here. That's yeah. right. I know. So of course, yeah, of course, Ellie's super happy. You're still around. She is. She's. she's Notice how I'm saying Ellie. Yeah. It, I'm just I, kidding. I have I'm to tell kidding. You, yeah, I took a trip couple weeks ago we talked about it last week yes and i get on the airplane and i pull out my oh no bose sound canceling headphones you Mm -hmm. know and and i open them up and in the cup of the earpiece on one side is a plastic cockroach oh gross so so i about you too i jump out of my seat i'm like what well anyway it takes you a second right and uh (laughs) That's awesome. A couple of days later, I, I go to put so a shirt on, and there's some like plastic frog tape <laughs> to the back of the shirt, and I just never quite know what to expect yeah. you know, in that house. But. I, I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah, there's some, definitely some knuckleheads living there. That's you for know, sure. at my house, it's just dealing with you know pets, <laughs> right? So you know, I kind of know what to expect. Although recently, because we set up my living room as a, a video studio now. Yeah. Um, my team was dying laughing earlier this week because we're we're all having our team meeting at my my conference table slash dining table of my house, right? And um, we're sitting there and all and we're talking about some of the video stuff we need to do. And all of a sudden, Rachel on the team, she's like, "Hey, look over there!" And there's Rusty sitting on my white couches, you know, and, and I'm like. Rusty, get down! And of course, he's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> they are in stitches. They're like, "We need to catch that on film one of these times." Oh, yeah. Like, let's just go ahead and set it up. And <laughs> he just figures when nobody's looking, he's oh gonna... yeah, he's like, "Oh, they're in a meeting. No one's paying attention to me. I'm just gonna go sit up here." And I'm just like, "Get off the couch!" <laughs> like, well, didn't he just have a birthday too? He did in January. He yeah. turned eight. Oh, yeah. So my wow. big fluff puff is eight years old and just chomping at the bit we didn't get much boating time this last year so he's chomping at the bit to get out and be on the water as am i yeah because you know well speaking of boats though Mm. this is the week that the boat show is going on Uh uh-huh right so Uh, what yeah i think it's still going yeah 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 Yeah. it goes it's for two weeks february 1st through the i think it's the fourth through 14th yep yeah that's right so way to be on the math there uh (laughs) 
<laughs> no, I got to get down there. Is what I was, I, that's why I, I was thinking. I got to. Yeah, yeah, I haven't done that. Well, we, we forgot to bring it up last week. So I was like, oh, yeah. Because remember, we used to actually. Yeah, be we've live. done some live broadcasts from there in the yeah. years past. I missed it last year. I, it was, mm-hmm. you know, of course, it was yeah. canceled last year right. due to certain something. I can't remember why, but. Yeah. Um, it's so happy to have it back. C for cancellation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Capital C. No, I'm super stoked because um, that is something that I do look forward to now that I am a, a, a captive boater, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and Because I, I learn so much when I go, mm-hmm. right? And it can be a little... It, well, I know the first few years that I went, it was like massively overwhelming because I really didn't know what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. But now that I am much more attuned to, mm-hmm. to the things... I, I feel like I can go in and actually get, you know, useful time spent mm-hmm. uh, yeah. looking at things and realizing stuff that I need for my boat. Cause I've been there with you before, even in the mm-hmm. past and you're yeah. like picking up stuff and wandering around. And I'm like, I don't, what, what's all that for? I have no, do I need that? Do I need that stuff? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. made me nervous. And now I'm like, okay, yay. Cause I'm, I have committed and listeners, it's not, we don't brag about having boats. It's not like it's we have modest boats. It's not like that. Yeah, it's not that. But um, it's just that that's such a great Pacific Northwest pastime, and for me, just being able like I I put a goal for myself this year to be on my boat because last year I only like six days. Mm-hmm. I was only my boat mm-hmm. six days, and so I want to focus and and get thirty days on yeah, the boat for this you. year, yeah. right? And I'll yeah. work through that and we're going to, you know, work out, you know, timing on the team and stuff. So we'll take care of customers and everyone will be fine. But yeah, get I that really thing through get... the locks and out into the salt water. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm super stoked about the opportunity to do that this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, we had some friends we took up last summer up into the San Juans. They'd never been up there before. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had booked a hotel up on Friday Harbor. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ellen and I stayed on the, on the boat and uh, we got them around to some of the islands and a few of my favorite mm-hmm. spots up there and Roach Harbor and, you know, Jones Love Island and yeah. all into Orcas and Susha Island. Mm-hmm. And there's just some beautiful places up there that yeah. you can really only get to by boat. Yeah. You know, we, we ran into whales a couple different times. You didn't run into whales. You well, saw whales. Okay. I should clarify that. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Because that is a big thing right now. Speaking of which, if well, I may... Uh-huh. SR3 just did a really great presentation recently. Mm-hmm. I actually posted it. Wildlife Rescue. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did a presentation in concert with UW um, about the work that they're doing mm-hmm. and a lot of the research studies that are going on right now. Yeah. Um, so listeners, if you're interested, uh, go. you can find it on YouTube, but they just had it posted at end of January. Uh, it's about a... 56 minute presentation, but they really dive into the issues of what's going on with the marine life here and the ecosystem of the Salish Sea Mm -hmm. and what they're doing in concert with UW to see, you know, how the marine life is affected by its biodiversity or lack thereof Mm -hmm. and its Mm -hmm. impact. And then what that is then doing to us as humans. Oh, interesting. And so it was a fascinating, I listened to it uh, last week uh, while I was like, what, you know, having my dinner and stuff. It totally worth it. It's very, it's very nerdy. It's very scientific, but it's fascinating. And then at the very end, they show a couple of videos of some of the seal pups that they've Mm -hmm. um, helped rehabilitate. Um, but it is, it's it's so important because part of what this show is about is talking about the Pacific Northwest lifestyle and why, why people are moving here. Mm-hmm. And um, 
guarding our you know, ecosystem is super, super important. And speaking of those seal pups, if you are walking down the beach and don't you see a seal them. pup, don't touch it. Yeah. Leave it alone. It's like baby bunnies. The mama won't come back no. if you touch them. Most of the rescues that SR3 has of seal pups are because some, you know, good, well-intentioned, well-intentioned. person says, oh, that puppy's all alone. Mm-hmm. They pick it up. They, what am I going to do with it? They end up taking it there. And then once, once you touch them, yeah. mom, mom's out fishing. Yeah, you know, she's gonna be back. Don't yeah. worry. You know, they're, they're, think of it like a single mom who's out working. Maybe it's a latchkey kid. You may not like it, but leave it alone. That's nature. Leave it alone. It's worked very well for millennials. Yes, um, yes. Just leave many, them alone. Many many years before we all them. thought we had to step in and save the stuff. Like we're That's not. Right. We're the ones ruining the planet. Yeah, like just like a, leave the pup alone. Give them a wide <laughs> berth. That's right. Yes. But that's a great that's a great great organization and yeah great we keep saying I want to yeah get we gotta us get Casey there. back on there or we get down there and go we, see I want to go, go do a them. live live um, thing down there let's go do be it be fun okay we'll yeah. set it up we'll set up uh, another kind of topic along Puget Sound mm-hmm. and if you are thinking about purchasing potentially waterfront property yes we were gonna I brought that up for a reason I brought up yeah. the boating I brought up water mm-hmm. shoreline all of that because. There are things you need to be thinking about with waterfront property, and yes. if if and let's divide it up mm-hmm. because waterfront property, you know, there's lakefront, mm-hmm. and then there's there's saltwater, you know, mm-hmm. front typically Puget Sound. Yeah, and if you're talking saltwater, especially, there's no bank, medium bank, and high bank. No bank, low bank, medium, and high. Okay, and you know, high bank is a whole different issue. And if you mm-hmm. look at high bank properties, uh, I've I've passed on some i've looked at some and it's mm-hmm. like oh man i just think about you know little um you know two-year-old falling you know, over the side oh walking by you know and and it's like yeah exactly falling they over, all have so you, their own issues right because if you're Landslides. on the water they can also walk in the right. water exactly perkins lane there's a new one mm-hmm. you know where we just lost a home of about a month ago mm-hmm. you know in a landslide there so there are landslide mm-hmm. activities so you got to think about that uh no bank mm-hmm. uh my brother has a home, you know, up on, on yeah. Camino Island. Yep. And there's a, a giant concrete bulkhead. There's yep. a boathouse on the bulkhead. And that that concrete bulkhead looks like a fortress. But it, it is no match for a king tide right. and 65 mile an hour winds blowing straight at it. And logs. And logs. And those logs are... Because they're being jammed. Uh, that's right. So you get the combination. You get a king tide... Mm-hmm. Goes way way high, pulls yeah. the the big logs off the beach, yeah, and then then you get a wind and some waves, and it is just slamming those mm-hmm. logs anywhere they want to go. Right. So my my brother ended up with about a probably a sixty foot section of bulkhead just getting smashed to bits, mm-hmm. and it's now been undermined. Yeah. And and unless it gets fixed, um, he'll lose the bulkhead. He'll lose the boathouse. Right. These types of things are not covered by insurance. No. That's not covered by flood insurance. That covers your dwelling when you have flood, but not something like a bulkhead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there is no insurance. And even, Mm -hmm. you know, we had Gail Welfringer working on it, who's an expert in her field. And it's like, no, it's not going to work. Well, and that's the whole thing is like when he purchased that place, Mm -hmm. because I've sold several waterfront properties and he went from a high bank Mm -hmm. to a low bank. Right. And... We looked at that, and you you do try and determine when looking at at a bulkhead because they're they're made up of different things. 
This one happens to be concrete. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a bunch of rocks all put right. together. Or pile-driven logs or something. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I guess we're going to have to cover that when we get back, actually. Let's do. So yeah. Um, yeah. we're going to go into a little bit more detail around that. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that you do have to at least be prepared for so that when you're purchasing, you can think about long-term costs. Mm. But as, we, as the climate change, like they had at SR3, points out, things can happen, and they probably will. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. And let's give out our contact information. Reba, how can they reach you? <laughs> Thank you for the random introduction to that. Um, oh my gosh, you crack me up. Uh, people can reach me at 206-457-2984 by phone or text, or you can send email to info at teamreba.com. Awesome. And you can reach me at eric at ericismybanker.com or 206-915-ERIC, 206-915-3742. Eric with a C. That's right. Eric with a C. Yeah. Okay. So before we went into the break. Yeah, we were talking about bulkheads. We were talking about bulkheads. Yes. Yeah. Not blockheads. No, bulkheads. that's right. Well, I bring this up because I've I've talked with folks that are buying waterfront property and they're mm -hmm. like, oh, this place is so beautiful and it's so mm -hmm. serene. And, and I'm looking at it and I'm like looking at that bulkhead mm -hmm. and I'm like, that thing is going to need to be replaced. Oh, yeah. I've seen them like and, that too because you'll see cracks in them or the way that the earth is shifting around them because of tides right. and whatnot. Yeah. And, I, and I know of several properties where... Many of them know, are old. Right, exactly, and I exactly, and I know several properties like that you have, here on your birthday. <laughs> okay, smart Alec. You're all Sorry, gonna gang up on me here. It just it was like low hanging fruit. Sorry, <laughs> that's right. Well, so the 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 problem the problem with a bulkhead is is replacing it is not just a simple thing. No. There's a lot of permitting that goes into it. Mm -hmm. There, while, especially with shoreline management acts. Nowadays. Shoreline management act fisheries yes. setback rules mm -hmm. uh, you could even have tribal issues yes. you know because they're going to want to make sure there's no artifacts or anything like that mm -hmm. when you're when you're excavating yep so all and and also access like for my yeah. brother's place they got to get a, a tractor mm -hmm. down onto the beach and mm -hmm. run down the beach at a low enough tide mm -hmm. to be able to work on things you know before the tide comes back in and they got to scurry back you know, yeah. get, get the tractor out of the oh, way. Yeah. So all these logistics go into it, which means mm -hmm. it's not cheap. No. So you might see the beautiful place and it's gorgeous and you want it, mm -hmm. uh, but the bulkhead's a bit sketchy. Make sure that you have budgeted into your equations, you know, the cost yeah. of replacing a bulkhead, which can be... Well, maybe he just needs to not go to Arizona and buy a car every year. <laughs> well, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. No. Okay. But I'm what saying. I'm saying is, is uh, you know, you can you can figure, um, you know, 50 feet of bulkhead mm -hmm. is probably going to run you well into six figures. Oh yeah, it's not cheap. Yeah. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. And or, well, because if you're buying on a lake, like some of the issues that you have is whether or not the dock has been mm -hmm. now prepared for salmon, right? Because a lot of the docks are being, um, they have to be swapped out, daylighted. Yep, they mm -hmm. have to do all of that. Because uh, we are trying to clean up our stuff. I'm going to go back to the SR3 thing, though. These kinds of incidents will continue happening because, like, one of the things that they were talking about in that presentation is that the expectation with climate change and global warming and, and the oceans rising 
is that our seas locally will go anywhere from two to eight feet up. Mm-hmm. Over it, by uh, twenty one hundred. Not well past our our lifetimes. It past our lifetimes, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry, that's only a few generations out. Mm-hmm. So that you know, you might have kids or grandkids now that that is something that if you're purchasing something for a long term hold for passing down in a family, mm-hmm. you might want to kind of think about that. I'm, I'm skeptical of that. Of, the, of that of those numbers but that's fine you know that's that's probably for another show or another another, I'm just another saying, format like, however feel free to go listen to the presentation mm-hmm, right but be thinking about that because we have seen water lines change i can tell you when i was looking mm-hmm. in panama and i talked with local people there because i was considering long-term retirement purchases there there's a lot of houses built on piers over the water mm-hmm. and all the locals who'd been there for a long time definitely said our water has been rising mm-hmm. and there yeah. were houses that I was there during a storm and I saw this one little hovel with a family with four kids and their dog just being beat mm-hmm. by the waves. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, you do want to think like, yes, it's great if it's got, you know, a, a beautiful vista and things like that. But I actually have a client who's looking potentially for and he, and he said to me, he goes, I actually don't want waterfront because I am concerned about what's going to happen over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he's in That's his fair. 40s, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like, I'm going to buy this place. I hope to own it for 40 years. And he's like, I'm a little nervous about that. He mm-hmm. goes, so honestly, I would rather be over here and a little bit away from that, so I'm less likely to have the impact. Yeah, nothing wrong with that right? at all. I, yeah, I mean, we sure. even know in Bellevue right now, because of the slides that happened over there, those were homes that, you know, that one of them went off its foundation because of right. sliding mm-hmm. activity. Yeah, that right? one was actually a water main, I think, that that failed. If I'm not mistaken, um, no, I think it was a combination to... of things, but I th- yeah. believe that's part of part of what happened. We've seen some of that happen before. Earthquakes will do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, water, of course, will yeah. do it. All you need is something destabilizing. But we've mm-hmm. had such a wet winter, right? And they they predicted this wet winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they and did. And so when this all happens, and you have undermining, you know, it's 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 definitely worth water and wind. You yeah, know, that's the combination that'll get you. Well, okay, so that is another topic. It's not even just waterfront because wind driven rain. We've brought this Mm -hmm. up on the shows numerous times. There was a condo project. One of our clients was looking at Mm -hmm. has 160 units in it. Mm -hmm. Every building is compromised, right? Built in 95. So it's not even that old. Probably, you know, incorrectly installed flashing or things around the windows and, you know, some of the drive it, the, the fake stucco, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't have stucco. It's vinyl siding. It's vinyl. Oh, vinyl. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so you can't just predict any no, particular thing. And I was showing a client, actually, I was not even the client, I was showing um, Lisa Lotus, one of the inspectors we work with, because we had that house that was down in Edgewood that we sold mm-hmm. up on a hillside, fully exposed to the south. Exterior, interior, you could not tell mm-hmm. any water damage. And when they when they went to clean the crawl space before we were going to put it on market, and we found all of that rot. Mm-hmm. Then they cut open the the spaces above, and it was shocking the amount of damage inside those walls yeah, yeah. caused by wind driven rain, which yep. are not typically insurance paid type of situations. Right. And the the carpenter ants. So, like listeners, if you notice carpenter ants around your house, 
even if you aren't necessarily seeing them inside, but you see them around your perimeter quite a bit, yeah, and you don't a have a bunch flag. of dead wood, yeah. that is an absolute red flag that you probably want to go pull back your insulation to take a look at what's going on with the framing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I have a, a friend who owns a townhome, just bought it less than a year ago over on Alki. And uh, within two months of buying it, uh, there's some water damage showing mm-hmm. on the inside walls and a neighbor neighboring deck was leaking and mm. that water was going everywhere. Yeah. So anyway, it's covered by their, their insurance HOA. Right. So they're getting out there working on it in January. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden the uh, contract says, yeah, we're going to, we got a new siding up and all that. we got it, got it all fixed. So, yeah. We're going to be painting next week. Remember when it was what? like super cold? It was like down around, you know, in the, in the teens. In the teens. Yeah. That's when my house got damaged. He's like, yeah, we're going to paint. And my friend's like. During that time? Yeah. And my friend's like. That's ridiculous. My fr- my friend's like, you're going to what? Yeah. We're, we need to get this done so we can get, you know, paid by the insurance. And he's like, no, you're not. You're not painting now. Yeah. Yeah. We'll paint. You know, it's good. Paint's guaranteed. It's like, well, No. The paint's guaranteed probably if you paint above if it's 50 correctly. degrees. Yeah, if it's done properly. And yeah. if anytime, so otherwise what's going to happen is you're just going to trap a bunch mm-hmm. of moisture on the inside yep. of that paint. And when it gets nice and hot with that beautiful, it's gonna you know, get a light, Western exposure, nice bubble. it is going to just come right back off. Bubble. Exactly. Yeah, and, no, my neighbor, she had... Um, wind driven rain under a portion of her house had it fixed. She's still waiting because they did that as we went into the winter time and she's still waiting for the weather to warm up enough. Cause usually you need to be in the mid fifties and higher with yes. enough dry, dry days in a row Absolutely. for it to, to cure correctly. Exactly. And so she's still waiting because it's still it's better to have it left uncovered right now until it can dry it out completely. Yep. Let it just get dried out. Let it right. Yep, and then exactly. they can deal with it. But yeah, there's so many different things like, well, and you and I like, so I had, I had a big, um, you know, like I, we kind of glossed past the rest of what's going on with Lance's place. But, um, you know, when he bought that, you, you can't predict those things, right? You just, nope. you kind of have to have an imagination of like, what's the worst thing that can happen and mm-hmm. then be prepared that, all right, well, make sure you have a savings account that if some if the worst does happen, right. Because that's the same thing as like earthquake. Most people don't have earthquake insurance, but if they had an earthquake and their house got damaged, mm-hmm. you're not going to be insured on that. Well, like we like to say, these are first world problems. You know, we're, right. we're actually damn lucky to have these types of issues to yeah. worry about. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. But like my place up in Anacortes, I'm learning a bunch of things about the electrical because as we're trying to get that space redesigned and re-envisioned because it's had so many bad remodels over the years that now that since they have to gut so much of it, we're like, well, now's our chance, I guess. So um, I had to have a very long conversation the other day with the electrician uh, about, because my designer was like, well, I really want to move the panel way over here. And I went, okay, well, those things are in conflict because the insurance company needs me to get the panel in now. Because I need dehumidifiers and I need fans because that poor house has been left. It's wet. <laughs> it's wet and gross right now. It's, it's been so, road hard and put away wet. Yes, literally it has. And so I'm I'm having the conversations with her of my my thing that I have to look at. And this is what I talked through in depth. And I thank 
Tim West over at Baron Heating for his, his patience in the conversation with me because I learn every time, right? You mm-hmm. know that I want to understand and know, and then I pass this kind of learning on to my clients. Um, you know, he was saying, look, I, we were going to put you on a special calendar to do this, and then we have to do the meter. He goes, but if I move it where she wants it to put it, he goes, now I have to upgrade all the code. I have to put arc fault circuit interrupters in older homes like this. It may not work out, but basically what it boiled down to is I'm like, I need to do the right thing for the house, the people who need to get it safe again Mm -hmm. and get it dry again so that we can do the rest of it. And I just said, look, I understand that down the road, I'll probably have to work with someone else, but let's go ahead and do this. And I just will have to eat the cost if we move it Mm -hmm. and we may not need to, but like, let's just do the right thing for the house right now. And then we'll we'll sort it out because that's probably months down the road mm-hmm. before we're even ready to start doing any other installations. Because I just got to get the place cleaned up from the mess that mm-hmm. happened in there, right? The demo is going to take some time and so is the drying out. So it's like, we're just going to do the right thing, move it along. And then we can, and I said, again, it goes back to like what I was saying about with your brother's place. If you plan on holding that property for long enough, or just like when we have competing bids, a few thousand dollars extra is worth it if I plan on holding that thing for the next 40 years of my life. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you just have to do that with a big project right. too. You have to do stage one and stage two. And, and, and that's maybe what you got to rip out something to. you did before. Yeah. But. And we're trying to minimize the amount of that. But right now, like that seems to be the best plan. Yeah. Well, we got more open house with Team Reba coming right up. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. All right. So um, I know I was just talking about my place. And of course, you always look at me funny when I bring some of that up. Um, but you know, one of the things that um, was a good reminder for me, because like your brother's thing with the bulkhead, mm-hmm. that is something that he just has to handle individually, mm-hmm. right? right? But if you're like me where there was a catastrophic failure inside the property itself and you have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's in your insurance plan. I was glad as I was working through all the details with like remediation and the other, you know, appliance and systems people I have to talk to. Um, And you probably already know this. And in the back of my head, I remembered it. And as soon as they said it, I was like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Um, I have to let my lender know. Yeah, that's right. If there's some sort of an insurance claim going on lender yes. will have to be notified which is interesting for me right now because they're in the process of transitioning my servicing oh right yeah. <laughs> so I i'm know. like yeah. huh well, uh, who, do, who do i need to talk to about that yeah, you can call me <laughs> yeah so so that is one of the things that as we're talking about some of these issues mm-hmm. um you do have to recognize the difference between something that is separate from the actual physical property mm-hmm. that's mortgaged right versus the actual property itself um, also, if you make any other changes, like this was something that happened with a past client of mine. He was doing a lot line adjustment mm-hmm. with one of his neighbors where they were swapping out some um, sections of their yard, mm-hmm. I guess. And because he had a mortgage, they had to include the lender in that, mm-hmm. 
right? Yes, absolutely. And and get everything signed off on. And right. he he was very surprised by that. He was like, "Why do I have to have to do that with you know?" It's like the mortgage is on the house. I'm like, "No, no, no! It's for the whole property." Yeah, that's a that's a great great point to bring up. If mm-hmm. you have a big lot and you're thinking of subdividing it, doing what we call a lot line adjustment mm-hmm. or subdivision. You, and you have a mortgage, the mortgage encumbers, you're right, just what yeah. you said, the whole lot. Yeah. So if you're subdividing, now all of a sudden you you own a smaller lot or you have yep. two parcels, you know, the lender has to, to buy into that. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to cut out one of the lots to sell it or develop it, what's left, you have to be able to prove to the lender that there's mm-hmm. enough value there still right. with what's remaining to support your mortgage. So maybe that language isn't, you have to get them to buy in, you need to get them to agree. To agree to Because to use it. the term exactly. buy in, someone might right. mistake what no, that No, they're not going to buy in. No, but, yeah. but then they will actually have to modify your loan, mm-hmm. modify your documents, yes. because it will be based on a new legal description of yes. your property. You no longer have the same original legal description. Mm-hmm. And why do we care about that as lenders? Because if the legal description is wrong, we can't foreclose. Yeah. That's really what it boils down to. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's important. So we will look at uh, doing a new appraisal of the property to, to verify that the remaining parcel supports our loan. Mm-hmm. Or you could refinance, I suppose, at the same time if, you, if it were right. beneficial to do that. That's a way of kind of hitting that also at the same time. But yeah, then the smaller new remaining parcel has to support the loan. Mm-hmm. And if it does, great. Then the lender will allow you to modify everything. If it doesn't, uh, you'll have to figure out, go to plan B, figure something else out. Good, good luck. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there's... It there's, will, because yeah. values are up. Yeah, that's know. true. That's true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, there are, there are so many different nuances when it comes to things that can happen to your property. And I know like with the, the gentleman I mentioned earlier with his wind-driven rain issue... He definitely did try to see if he could get that um, through his insurance. And mm-hmm. he did actually kind of have like the Cadillac of insurance on his. And he did get a small portion of some of his costs covered. But there was definitely still, you know, a lot that he had to pay out of pocket. Now, again, it was great because since he did do all the work, honestly, he had some carpets that were very impacted by, you know, cat urine smells mm-hmm. <laughs> and weren't great. So as part of that, it actually improved the value of his property because we got rid yeah. of a lot of those things that were that I knew were going to impact the potential sale right. of the property over time. So we actually got to remove a number of negatives. And um, by having that crawl space cleaned and making sure it was rodent free, getting the walls and everything taken care of, getting the brand new carpet and flooring in there, um, they restructured the brick and everything else. The house was in great condition for the sale, mm-hmm. right? At that point, we brought the inspector back and then had that all done. And so it made it really easy peasy when we did go to sell the property. That's good. So, so uh, and just to clarify, because... You mentioned the insurance company did not pay for everything, and also in probably Only in your a case, small portion, yeah. because they're not going to pay for deferred maintenance. That, and that's what they call it. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I have said for a long time, it's sometimes worth it to have have your attics and crawl spaces inspected on a fairly regular basis, whether it's like every five years or something like that, mm-hmm. because uh, and even just like pull back some of that insulation to take a look. Because that stuff is insidious. 
Yeah, my neighbor saying yes. she's been in her house for you know eighteen years. This gentleman had been in his place for twenty seven years. This condo complex that I was describing was built in nineteen ninety five. You know, there's all these different mm-hmm. things that it's it's slow and insidious, and you can't see, like the unit my client was looking at. There's nothing on the inside of this house mm. or townhouse that would give you any indication. I was in that property in Edgewood numerous times before Mm -hmm. we found out about the problem. Mm -hmm. And as I was showing Lisa, the inspector, the video where they show like sections just missing in the framing with, with these ants, carpenter ants just up and just running. I mean, they look like Swiss cheese and parts were just completely gone around the window framing, just gone. Yeah. And it was like, and I've been in this house and you never would have known. Yeah. While they're busy never. chomping away and eating it from the inside out. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty crazy. They can cause a ton of damage. And it can, it can happen quickly, too. I renovated a house on uh, the Olympic Peninsula that um, I had just finished renovating. I did everything but the roof. Mm. And it was a torch down style, yeah. style roof. And, uh, and beautiful um, open beams in the ceilings. Mm-hmm. And uh, came in there after a week and I saw six or seven piles of sawdust on the floor. Oh, no. And I'm looking at those like, oh, no. And apparently during construction, we had upset a nest outside. They went looking for a new home. They got up yeah. underneath the roof and just started chomping on that beautiful We're tongue noshing. and groove ceiling. Yeah. And uh, so that required full stop to everything, mm-hmm. ripping the roof off, putting yeah. a new one on, cleaning up the damage. And uh, yeah. boy, you just can't mess with those ants, though. Can I just put the plug in then for those inspectors who have pest inspection licenses? Because mm. we've mm-hmm. mentioned it on the show before. I can't say it enough times. The vast number of inspectors who've gotten licensed since 2010 when they changed the licensing rules do not get the Department of Agriculture pest license. They only get the DOL license for inspection. Mm -hmm. And so they do have to go through a certain learning, but they teach nothing about how to identify all these little bugs. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our housing has these bugs in them. They do. They do. That's right. Because they love our nice, warm houses just as much as we do. Warm and throw a little dampness in there. And and they're just like, it's like you eating your birthday cake later today. (laughs) (laughs) It's your cake day. Just like that. Yeah, except I might use a fork. Um, But, you know. (laughs) Might. I love that we can kind of like tie that in together. You're like, great. Now I'm going to think about Mm. like bugs in my cake. Yeah, things like that. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Oh, well. The little sugar ants, they're due here pretty soon too in the Northwest. They are. Yeah, they'll be coming out of their little hibernation. We actually had an early, early uh, hatch in January Mm. of the little sugar ants and they they come out every year. Yeah, apparently, yeah, they, they, some of, some, one Mm. of the tribes woke up a little bit early. This year, uh, they come every year. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They say do in my neighborhood. Well, all along that whole section from West Seattle down. Yeah. They're they're prolific. Yeah. Sandy soil, a lot of it. um, Not all of it, but a lot of it. I mean, they're like everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of us in real estate know that that is a very common issue Mm -hmm. over along that 
coastline over there. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yep. That and the RATSs, you know. Well, those are everywhere. Yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. Yeah. That's everywhere on the planet. Rats and cockroaches are like just as prevalent as people. I have a camera in my, you know, kind of looking at my backyard and it's amazing the activity out there at night, you know, if it's raccoons or possums or. Well, you have one of the most open area (laughs) spaces in your neighborhood. Like your place is like Partyville. Of course. They're like, woo. It yeah. is for those critters, yeah. There's there's like fresh grass and yeah, they're stuff busy. And... They're busy out there. Yeah. Well, what do you, th- <laughs> what do you think they do when we're not around? Oh, I know. Well, the you, know, you <laughs> because you know you don't see them during the day. Yeah. And it's like because they don't want you to see. Of them. course they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but they're out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're cracking me up. Yeah. I that that's one of the things is like as humans like we forget there's. I saw a coyote in my neighborhood the other day. Mm. I was out walking my dog at night. And for a second, I was like, is that dog like a loose dog? And then I realized, I'm like, oh, no, that was a coyote. And like, as soon as he saw that we saw him, he like dodged. Yeah, skitter away. Yeah, Yeah, because we have some trails that go in between the housing development where Mm -hmm. I'm at. And he immediately like just saw us and was like, whoop. Yeah. And I was like, wow, he is sneaky. Yeah. And then, and then the first thought that I went to was like, there's a couple of houses in my neighborhood that leave their cats out all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I hope those cats are inside right now mm-hmm. because not a good place or to hopefully be. They're very, very smart and have hopefully. their wits about them. Yes, that's right. We hope, we hope, we hope. So just good, a good. quick question. It's just, I know you're hating me bringing up your birthday. Oh boy. Do you have any wishes for your birthday or do you have any like things that you're doing or planning for your birthday that is like uh, to memorialize this big number that you have? No, I have wishes, but What's I can't, wishes? I can't, no, I can't say wishes. Well, we're not blowing out air. candles here in the studio. <laughs> True. Well, honestly, my wish, and I'm very sincere about that is is you know not only myself but my family and friends that we're just we have a good year that we're happy and healthy you know as long as we can hit that that's really all we need yeah and so so that's it yeah just simple everybody everybody be be happy be healthy (laughs) well it is important because there's been a lot of you know well you and i you and i work in very stressful industries Mm -hmm. and um you know, so we, it's important that we do. We take care of ourselves. We take care mm-hmm. of our family. We, oh, yeah. We try and find yeah, a little bit of a work-life balance, situations. you know, to things yeah. and all of that. Yeah, so, so we're taking care of a lot yeah, of people. Pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, thank well, you for I just, asking. You're welcome. Yeah. I just wanted yeah, to end on a very positive note and to also wish you a happy birthday. Well, thank you. On behalf of me and our listeners. Oh. And well, how much I appreciate you. Well, thank you very much. Well, awesome. Well, we're going to be right back. We've got more Open House with Team Reba coming right at you. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Well, listen, we're here every Saturday at 2 o'clock, Sundays at 3 o'clock. And always on podcast. There you go. <laughs> I never know if you're going to do the whole weekend or if you're just uh, going to do part of the weekend or if I you're going to do the it whole up. thing. Just check and see if you're listening. Yeah. Sometimes. Keep on your toes. Sometimes I am. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know, it's you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know we, we ended the last 
<laughs> segment with a little love fest. There. I know. Yeah. You know, oh. Okay. I mean, because you know, you're you're like a brother to me, right? Which is also why oh, we fight like cats thank and dogs. You. I'm sometimes. still glowing here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you know, you're you're an important. Uh, I mean, we're coming up. I mean, we talked about the fact you and Ellie are going to have your first year anniversary. We're into 19 years that this we've year. been working together. I know. Yeah. Man. That's crazy i'm still scratching my head it it just seems like it just goes so fast i know it doesn't feel like it's been 19 years it's been nuts there's a house by my where i live i'm driving down the road and there's a young guy out there i see every now and then you know wave say hi Mm -hmm. and everything and then i i'm i'm looking at that house it's like i i remember that house and i i double checked and sure enough i i helped the owner of it buy it when it was brand new in the year 2000 and and um and this this i don't know what it's worth now a lot uh but when when i did the mortgage on that it was a seventy five thousand dollar purchase price it was new construction i Mm -hmm. lent them lent him fifty seven thousand dollars um and so i looked it up i'm like right think i know that and i sure enough it was my client he passed on here you know last year but uh, so it must be a son that i'm i'm seeing oh got it about and whatnot but but holy cow that was so long ago and it just boy it just goes so fast it feels like yesterday i mean it's you know i gotta tell you what though i had a conversation with a former software colleague of mine Mm -hmm. like it's almost now 20 years right and uh, I have to say it was kind of interesting because he's trying to find other work right now. He lives on the East Coast and he's looking for another software job. And he was saying something about how difficult it is for him. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're all, you know, we're both in our 50s. And um, unlike you, he's got a lot of hair still. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> sorry, but my like mine is I have my natural hair color still. Yeah. Right? But yeah. he's great. Oh, wow. And yeah. he was commenting when I was chatting with him the other day about how difficult it is because he's got all these 20-somethings mm. that he's interviewing with. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what they want from me? They want to know what my passions are outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> they want to know like what causes I support. And like he went on and on and on on this rant. And I was just kind of sitting there listening and, you know, I'm taking my team through this thing called Hero's Journey with Darren Hardy. And it's all about having high EQ and it's talking about the differences of the different generations, right? Yeah. And what's important to them. And I just said, okay, you know, so we, he got done complaining. And I went, Henry, can I, you know, I said, could I ask you to put the shield aside for a second and let me give you a little bit of advice, perhaps? <laughs> and he goes, sure, okay, yeah. 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 I said, here's the thing. These people that you're describing, I said, you're, I said, why, why is it that you think you get a job? And he's like, well, because I got to pay the bills and I need to make the money and take care of my family. I said, yeah, but Henry, your kids are grown. They don't even live with you anymore. Mm -hmm. I said, so you can't really say that because it's not like you're buying diapers right now. Right. And he goes, well, yeah, no, I know, but it's just important that I have these relationships with my kids. And I'm like, okay, so when you're talking to someone who is in this 20s, 30s something range, so the reason why they want to know, I said, you have to remember like where they've grown up is in a very collaborative 
environment. The schooling that they have had is very different than what you and I had because we had to do our own work. We couldn't share work. We had to show our work. We had to show up, Mm -hmm. be accountable, do the thing ourselves. I said, but here's the thing that I know from all of my teaching friends and from talking to people about how their kids learn in today's environment. They do it collaboratively. Mm -hmm. And so in today's environment, Many of the young people who are now in positions of management, they want to know that you aren't just showing up for the J-O-B. They want to know you're not just about the money. They want Mm -hmm. to know intrinsically what motivates and drives you to help you get through the grit and resilience of when the work gets hard. Mm. And I said, so if your kids are what's important to you and it's about the relationship and trying to be a good example for them and providing opportunities because... I know your divorce was acrimonious and you're trying to provide something else for them and a different example. That's what you can talk about Mm. is that you want to be in an environment where you can have the availability to be the dad that helps them in their growth. And so that they can also be good stewards and good communicators and all of that. There you go. Because that's what he's looking for. Mm -hmm. You want them to be able to leverage his experience yeah. and wisdom. Right. And, and I said, and that's, that's the thing important. is it is important. Like if you just say, oh, they're looking at the gray hair and I'm immediately out. I'm like, mm. I said, it's all attitude. Yeah, I, It's really I, about you your can, attitude. You can break down that barrier super easy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. but you have to understand yeah. that that's where it's coming from. So it was, yeah. it was a very interesting conversation with him. Oh, very cool. Um, so we'll see. I said, I just, I'm going to just suggest Try it at your next interview. There you and go. Just, I said, what do you have to lose? Yeah, absolutely. What do you have to lose? Yeah. You got everything to gain, nothing to lose. Yeah, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like, don't go, don't go back to when we were kids and like, yeah, oh, exactly. someone told me I had to do the thing. Like, that's, that's not yeah, going to help you right. out. Absolutely. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, um, it's, it's interesting because we've been talking about these kinds of things a lot more. And mm-hmm. especially like even when we talk about, you know, you mentioned earlier what we do in our fields of work. It's, you know, you got to have the energy and the capability to mm-hmm. stay in there and fight the fight every day because mm-hmm. Those of us who know it well are doing it consistently mm-hmm. all the time, but we have to have the mental fortitude, the physicality, and the ability to connect mm-hmm. with our clients. Absolutely. Right? To and, understand what they're going through. And to me, it's um, to have a love of what I do, mm-hmm. and, and it's also to continue continuously be a student of the industry, to never Absolutely. stop learning, never stop uh, you know, yeah. trying, understanding. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that's really, especially with our fast-moving environment, you just have to. Yeah, and technology is not going away. <laughs> no, it's here to stay. Definitely. It's going to continue impacting our lives, and those of us who are flexible and adaptive, right? You know, will will be the ones who do well. Exactly. Over yeah, time, that's right. And you know, so we we want to take that same attitude and bring it to our client base, and bring it to our work, and bring it to our teams. Yep, absolutely. Right, like. I love that. Absolutely. Speaking of technology, yes, there is some nefarious technology out there. There is. I have a client right now. We just started a, a loan transaction, mm-hmm. and uh, within maybe six or seven hours of me running their credit, they started getting bombarded with phone calls from different companies <sighs> soliciting their business. And and it wasn't me. Believe me, why would I want to do that? No, There's no not at no all. incentive at all. That is but crappy. What's happening is the credit bureaus, Experian, Equifax, mm-hmm. and TransUnion, are selling 
Debbie, make it some money. Ching, ching. Exactly. Ching, ching. So this client fit a profile where some customer of these credit bureaus is saying, hey, give me some lists of you know folks that meet this certain criteria. Mm-hmm. And then they're selling off that list. Here's the name. And then with all, there's so many different ways that they can come up with an email address or a phone number. These folks happen right. to both be fairly you know, well-known in social media. So, you know, their, their information is readily available and it, all it takes is a supercomputer to say, oh, yeah. here's the name, here's their information, here's, um, you know, their credit profile. And they can't give specifics, but they can get pretty I get close. emails all the time asking if I want to buy lists. Yeah, exactly. And, and we mm-hmm. don't do it. We no, refuse just... to do it. Now we, we do follow the do not call registry mm-hmm. most don't many you know there's you know that you're supposed to but um i want to give a website though yes uh, that you should all take advantage of this is offered through the credit bureaus it is called optoutprescreen.com optoutprescreen.com you go in there the credit bureaus have to cut you out of that type of solicitation Nice. And just by going in there, logging in, uh, you know, through the optoutprescreen.com, it's going to cut a lot of that junk, you know, down significantly. Uh, you're still going to get goofy letters in the mail that are highly misleading. I think we should do. Which um, I was just telling you, I have been getting a bunch of those. Yeah, you will. Ever since I it's a recorded document, so oh, yeah. that's why. And and my team members don't always recognize them, and so I'm like, no, this is a piece of junk. <laughs> yep. It's a piece of junk mail. That's right. Well, thanks again for listening. That's another episode of Open House in the Books. 